It's Browns Ravens week once again. We remember how last year went. But I think this year could be just as good, if not better, of a game. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, they mean always, you mean always, she means always, an instant classic. Danny Doug! Hi, <laughs> We'll see you on the flippity dippity. Oh yeah. All right, what's going on, good people? DJ here back again. Also, Adam as well. We're going to talk this Browns versus Ravens preview from a Ravens fan and a Browns fan in case you this is your first time watching us, and I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to figure out which one is which. Um, for those listening, DJ here is the Ravens fan. Adam there is the Browns fan, just in case you are listening and unfamiliar, but Let's jump right into it with this week 12. 12. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I want to skip all the way to week 13. Uh, but this week 12 matchup between the Browns and the Ravens, once again, another primetime game. The last primetime game was epic. Well, it was a lot of fun. Um, a little more for me. Little, yep. A uh, little more for me than it was for uh, Adam, but still, still a good game. Um, and – I think I think we're coming from this from two different perspectives. I think not to say the Browns are like fighting for their season, but in a way they are. Um, I think I think you said that you feel like you know the the Browns are in must win mode right now, and it starts with this game. Yeah, I mean because what what it boils down to it, I would say that the, the magic number like from here on out, the magic number is is four because that'll that'll get you to ten wins. And it may not be enough, but that certainly sets you up in a better position rather than being um, being nine and nine and eight, you know, or, you know, something like that. Like get get the 10 wins, feel a little bit better if they can get to 11. But we have you guys. We still have the Steelers again. We have you guys again after the bye for one. We have we have Sunday, the bye, you guys, then uh, Oakland, Oakland, Vegas, Green Bay. Uh, Steelers, Bengals. So, and believe it or not, I heard this earlier today. The level of difficulty in terms of scheduling, we're we have the hardest. You guys have the second hardest. So for both teams, so it, it's That's still major. Though. You know exactly, but but it, I don't know, I don't know how I don't know how this stuff goes into effect and how they make the scheduling. But obviously, they knew. Whether it had been us or whatever they the, the TV people that is whatever the TV people were thinking of what's going to be uh, games of consequence the last last half of the season AFC North and whether it be you know pick whatever the AF the AFC West NFC West whatever they really want those prime picking games divisional prime picking games for the end of the year. I think too, because I I feel like it, they're probably basing the strength of schedule as they often do on the uh, playoff teams from last year, uh, which the Rams wouldn't be included in that. Um, that may be why, because we have the Rams on our schedule, y'all don't. Y'all have the Packers, um, 
and y'all have the Steelers, which I mean, I think we can all agree that don't. And we also have the Steelers twice, but I think we can all we can all kind of agree that the Steelers are very up and down, and uh, more so down than they are up, because we still have we have. Uh, so you guys, the Browns. Then we got the Steelers. Then we have the Browns again. Then we have the Packers. Then we have the Bengals. Then we have the Rams. Then we have the Steelers, which I think is a juggernaut of a schedule to end the season. Um, yeah. Especially for a team as injured up as, as the Ravens are, I mean, I still feel like they can they can put it together. You know, they they can beat anybody, but that just depends on if they can do just just that. But um, going into this this game, I think all of these divisional games are just must win games because you just never know what you're going to do in, in terms of the. Uh, the Packers and the and the Rams in terms of the NFC games because you don't you just don't see those teams as much. But I think the teams you see, I think you got to go win them, especially from from a Baltimore perspective. Um, and it's going to be nice to have Lamar back, of course. I, you know, the biggest part of our offense, um, literally and figuratively, um, he's the biggest part of our offense in terms of what he does, and you know the biggest part of our offense passing and rushing. I think it's going to be huge to have him back. I want to see if they make any adjustments run-wise because I don't think the run game has been that great. Uh, I don't think Devontae Freeman is the answer uh, long-term, and I'm talking about long-term for even the rest of the season. He's done well. He's good for, like, a couple of carries here and there, but as a, as a feature guy, I just don't think it's there. Um, I don't see them necessarily making a, a change at the position, but I feel like they probably should. Um, but, I mean, coming into this game when it comes to facing you guys, I think the biggest thing for me that I'm a little concerned about more than anything is pass rush uh, and also, uh, you know, block shit ability too. But um, just the offensive line versus you guys' talent on the defensive end. You guys got talent, you know, across the board when it comes to defense. Uh, you know, of course you got Jadavion Clowney. Of course you got uh, Miles Garrett. I'm sure I'm missing some people uh, when it comes to you guys' defense. But I think that's my biggest thing is can this if this offensive line can play – uh, almost out of their minds in a way. If the offensive line can play kind of out of their minds and play some of their best football of the season, I think that's going to be, you know, th- that's going to be huge. Malik Jackson's good too. Um, you know, and you guys got Denzel Ward back, which is good. Um, I didn't realize Taki Taki was, oh, okay, he's a linebacker. I'm tripping. I was like, yeah. when did he become a corner? But I, I, he was right beside the corner. So I was like, what is going on? But, um, you know, I, and I think, I think you guys defensively, you know, I think you guys got all the time. Just putting it together is the biggest thing, and I hope that we can, uh, you know, whatever the weak points are, I hope that we, you know, we we can get after them. Um, I think we're, I'm not worried about us moving the ball per se. I just want us to start moving the ball in the first half. Start fast offensively. Start fast against this uh, defense that can fly around. You got to start fast defensively. Limit the big plays. I want to see Baker go down the field for a 15, uh, you know, 15 play, 12 play, 15 play drive. Right, instead of getting down the field in two plays or four plays, um, you know, and, and like I said, offensively, we need that. We need some big plays too. Uh, we also need, you know, some some plays that you know just get the offense going early. It don't have. To, it can be a long drive as long as you can, you know, get a score out of it. Is my biggest thing. That's my biggest thing. You know, my biggest takeaways right now is just like, I think I think they can play well, but I think at the same time, I think people are starting to key in on the fact that the the Ravens can't run the football. Uh, without Lamar Jackson being the lead guy. So with that becoming now an issue, it's up to the coaches now to adjust and say, all right, let's let's try some different things. Let's try some different personnel um, and stuff like that. I, like, I, like I said, I hope 
possibly Philip Lindsay could be on the table for a guy that they could bring in for a one-year deal to go all in this year, um, especially given the you know the injury situation and who's coming back next year. Uh, but at the same time, because they're, they're signing corners, so I'm hoping they'll they'll go after maybe um, you know the running back as well, or you know they could do the obvious choice and use the guy that's already on your roster and Tyson Williams because uh, that would make sense. But it doesn't. It just doesn't seem like that's in their plans, unfortunately. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, I just want to see. I, I want to see a little bit more of a consistent game. Um, I wouldn't even be mad if the Ravens lost this game if they were consistent. If if the Ravens lost this game and they just kind of got outplayed, um, in terms of like you know got outplayed by the last possession, I don't think I'd be mad about that. I will be more so upset about bad coaching. I will be upset about not executing uh, more than anything. So I, I think I think that's my biggest thing. Uh, how you feeling over there in the uh, in the Browns camp? Well, and, and again, getting getting Conklin and Kareem back is huge, massive. You know, whatever adjective you want to use, Blake Hans has been fantastic in his role filling in for Jack. Now he's not natural; he's not a natural tackle. He's not a natural swing position guy. But this is where coaching comes into place. Um, he's he's done great. I mean, it, I would. I would obviously feel a lot more better if we still had Chris Hubbard, who can, who is a legit swing guy who could play any spot uh, on the line. But, you know, given the circumstances, if something happens to Jack, I feel good with uh, uh, Blake coming in. But having Kareem back, like I said, gives finally the second, the second part of that one-two punch. Because the one thing, one thing that I would possibly say that the Ravens are looking at is looking at the tape of what the Cardinals did, what the, what the Cardinals did, what the, uh, what the Steelers did, what the Bengals should have done, uh, which is and and what Detroit did uh, and what the, I'm sorry, what, what the Patriots did. You stack the box, you dare Baker to throw. It says that we are not, we are not going to get shellacked and we're not going to get pushed around by the running backs. That's the other thing they have to account for now is the play of Dearness Johnson, which in his role has been fantastic. He is not Nick Chubb, nor is he Kareem Hunt. We don't want him. We don't want him to be that. But he is more than capable of carrying the load if they decide for him to be the bell cow. But what Kareem brings, and this is where, again, I think that where the Ravens need to you know keep this in mind is that Kareem is insanely dangerous in the pass game. Sanely dangerous in the past game. And everybody always says, well, why don't you put him and Chubb on the field at the same time? I'm like, I, I, I'm with you, but like sparingly. It would have to be like a real you know, goofy look where Kareem's in the backfield and you put Chubb out in, out in the flat you know, to go out for a pass, which I do believe that I hope that they didn't give too much of a tell in that Detroit game. Chubb is an underrated pass catcher. I'm not saying he's the best, but he is very underrated, particularly in the screen game. But Kareem is phenomenal in like the little little mesh, little stuff over the middle. He is he is perfect for getting in space and absorbing absorbing hits and extending plays with his legs because he's such a violent runner. But this is going to be the perfect complement of, of what Baker needs to alleviate. No pun intended. Alleviate pressure. It's an option. This is where I want Demetric Felton to try to extend plays. But overall, because the one, the one 
Achilles heel of the Ravens is in the passing game, which I know that you have been very familiar with as well. They are 31st in the league against the pass. Now, yes, that's because of injuries. No Marcus Peters. You're missing a gazillion important uh, pieces in that secondary. I mean, look what happened in the Miami game. Those two big chunk plays towards the end of the game, was that's the deciding factor. That's the deciding factor because Tua didn't have to do much. Find, find the open guy and let your guy get into space and make a play. Now, yes, obviously I'm hoping that happens. But you, Baker must, Baker must connect on these throws. The one, one big X factor that I, I hope he's planned, I know right now he's kind of up in the air, is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Because he's not, he's not Tyree Kill. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not any of these guys that are like the true legit burners. But he is the one guy that we can get a little bit of, we could go after on a little bit of separation because he's such a big body and he's a mixed match nightmare. Um, this is the game where I, I, I want to see Najoku and Hooper start start being the, the true downfield threats. Now, yes, Hooper's a little bit more. Got got a little bit more of the uh, stone hands lately, but I, mean, I I still love him. I still think that he is a threat. He's a good he's a good target for if it's you know third and seven, he gets you eight or nine yards because of of his massive frame. Najoku, I think, is our 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 better true down the field threat, uh, just because again, being a big body, he's a you know freaking nature and whatnot. But either way. Given what I think that the Ravens are going to do, and, and given that their ineptness on the defense, that he has to he has to be able to hit in the pass. Got to keep him honest still with Chubb and Hunt. I mean that's that's your bread and butter. But you have you have to connect on these passes. You have to be able to throw the ball in this game. Defensively, aside from Miles, because you know again Miles is going to be Miles. He's going to he's going to attract a lot of a lot of attention. This is where I need the Maliks. And the and Clowney to really step up. Now again, Clowney doesn't have to necessarily get a sack. I mean that that's been his one knock. But what Clowney does is a incredible run stuffer. And a lot of the stuff that they did against like Minnesota, where they were actually having Clowney almost like stand up and almost kind of shielding like he was going to uh, bull rush, but he was clogging the middle and the the center and or the guard can't react to, to his quickness. So just really, it, it, it's really getting pressure, keeping, keeping containment, not let, not freeing up the middle. Don't over pursue. And I really need the linebackers to have a good game, particularly at, 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 uh, at uh, the linebacker position. Cause you had mentioned Taki. Taki is just going to be a heat seeking, heat seeking missile, not bad in coverage, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, this is like the game where like they really got to get things in line, whether it be Malcolm Smith or Anthony Walker. I hope it's Anthony Walker because he's the true Mike uh, linebacker, and 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 uh, and Taki is is a good run stuffing will. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of bodies flying around. But again, I, as I said in the in the picks, this needs to be the break the true breakout game. He had a good game. He had a great game uh, in the year against Chicago, where he really kind of came out of a shell. But I, this is the game where I need JOK to have the game of his life because he needs to prove that this is why that we drafted you. Heat-seeking missile is great on sideline-to-sideline speed, and that is going to be big to cut off the edge if Lamar breaks free 
or whatever the case. And in big time, I'm going to see if if the Browns really do their alternating, your alternating uh, back and forthness in the secondary. Whether you have Denzel be on the outside and Greg Newsom come into the slot, or really really get help from John Johnson, who's been now becoming more of a strong safety, which is more of his more of his natural position instead of being the free safety where that's where Grant Delpit comes into play. But yeah, either way, like this is, this is the game where like you, you can't, you can't let some of those, those, un, I, I always, I want to say unforced errors, but there's breakdown in coverage like you did in that Monday night game. It was, it was fun. It was a great game, but that was, that was the, the sticking point that, that stuck with me after that game was, if Denzel's in, I don't know if that play to Hollywood happens. Maybe he still gets the completion, but Denzel would have at least been in the in, in the proper position because everybody got sucked in the one way and Hollywood broke free. So it's just maintain bliss discipline and please, for the love of God, cut down on the penalties. And I think, too, like kind of my last uh, point when I think about it, from the Ravens' perspective, given given the injuries, um, you know, no no excuses. I don't feel like in that regard. But given the injuries, be great in one area, be decent in another, right? So I would say be great offensively, be decent defensively, right? I mean, you've been decent defensively in in certain moments. I mean, actually, they've been actually great defensively. Like in, in most of the Dolphins game, they were great defensively. Most of the Chargers game, they were great defensively. So I'm saying like take that, be decent on defense. Don't give up big plays. Make the stops when you need to make stops and be great offensively. So then that way something's gotta be great. One one area has to be great. Um, and I think you're going to benefit more from scoring, from outscoring the Browns, as opposed to you are from trying to stop, trying to shut down the Browns. That's just me. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And that my my last point too is is Browns, you got to be better on third downs, and that's on both sides of the ball. You need to extend drives, and you need to get off the field when the time comes. But this is the the X factor. The Ravens are not that good on third down, but what they are excellent at is fourth down. That's been in the deciding factor in a lot of things is because they're extending drives. That is that is belief. That is buy-in. That is the confidence that your guys are going to maintain that, maintain the drive along the field. So we're, we're kind of in the same boat in that regards, but it's just, again, eliminate the penalties, get off the field when, it, you know, when it's time to make that play, the money down, get off the field when the time comes and, you got to get get a couple of those drives where you extend drives that maybe you get a field goal or just set yourself up for success because you this is one of those games where points are at a premium. So if you're with you're in range you're going to be seeing a lot of you know going forward on fourth and 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 whatnot even if it's kind of in a in a silly predicament fourth and five fourth and six what have you but you've got to make a play on money downs on either side of the ball. Definitely, here should be. A, uh, I definitely think it's going to be good, regardless. Um, yes. I think it's going to be close. Going to come down to the wire. Probably going to come down to the whole whoever has the ball last um, type of scenario. Um, and I hope it's not y'all, given the way our defense is played. <laughs> <This year>. Oh, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, but should be should be fun. I'm definitely excited. 
Uh, so it'll be Sunday night football after all the, well, I mean, you might still be on your last little bit of leftovers from, from Thanksgiving. Uh, but, you know, you might have one more plate left in you for the Sunday night game. But uh, it definitely should be fun. I'm definitely excited uh, for this one. Excited to be back on primetime. Hopefully it's better than the last time we were on primetime. Anyway, um, as always, hope you guys enjoyed. Appreciate Adam coming by. Um, you know, should be should be an exciting game. Um, if you got any comments that you want to leave in terms of who you think's going to win, how you think the teams are doing, uh, no, feel free to No, sir. No, sir. Uh, feel free to, and anybody watching as well, feel free to let us know. Um, but until next time, we'll see you on whatever that next one may be. Uh, uh, like I said before, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy, you know, family, friends, any of your peeps, you know, anybody, anybody, any of your, uh, your Christian cage peeps, be sure to enjoy them. Uh, and, you know, be sure to just have a good holiday. And we'll see you guys on the next one until next time.